The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Kat Sadler, and it sure is a beautiful day. After such a bleak year, it's time for some joy, and I cannot wait for you to hear my fresh and fun new show. I crack open about mom life, relationships, wellness, and beauty, all the things. Plus, I have provocative conversations with some of the most fascinating and famous faces in pop culture. I'm here to lift you up and make you think. Check out It Sure Is a Beautiful Day with me and you every Tuesday. Hey, it's Mariana, and welcome back to the Life with Mariana podcast. In today's episode, I've got Amber Fillerup. She is amazing. If you guys follow her on Instagram, she is a mom of three, almost a mom of four. She is expecting right now her fourth baby. She is a longtime influencer, content creator. She has been doing TikTok now too. And on top of all of these things, she's also the founder of Day Hair, which I love, and Barefoot Blonde. It's a hair extension line. She's all about hair, and that's really how she started her career and now is just sharing all things lifestyle on her social media, uh, which I have followed her and known Amber for a very long time. So I think you guys will love this episode. So if you guys want to hear from Amber, keep listening. And before we get into the episode, don't forget, I've got new episodes every single Tuesday. So be sure to subscribe because I've got great guests on here that I think you guys will love. And if you're loving the episodes, leave me a five-star rating and review. Now let's hear from Amber. Okay. So you have been an influencer for a very long time now. When did you start this like journey of being an influencer and when could you do it full time? So I first started my blog in 2010. So it's crazy. It's almost been 12 years, but then I started doing it full time, I think in 2013. I mean, I was really just doing hairstyling here and there when I started it. So I've always been kind of self-employed and doing my own thing but officially like quit doing hair and full-time blog in 2013. I know. I feel like back then it was such a different time than it is today. Like I feel like when so so many of us started it back in the early 2010s, it was really just like a hobby. I don't think any of us knew it could evolve into be what we are today. Yeah. Which I think we're so lucky to have started then because I feel like that really set the basis for like, how I structure my influencer life today. And it feels very organic still, just like it did back in the day. Like it feels so natural because of that, because we didn't like go into it, like trying to start a business, you know? So that's what I have to ask now is all about your influencer life and creating content because you have three kids and one on the way you have your fourth. Congratulations. Thank you. And so I imagine even just with one kid and work, it's a lot, but you have your influencer life, you are a business owner, you've got a family and your husband in your house and you work out and take care of yourself. So how are you structuring your influencer work? Right now, it's not super structured, to be honest, because I am also running our new company. It's almost two years old day. So most of my effort and time goes there. And I don't know, my influencer life has definitely evolved from more like doing tutorials and pictures to now, like it truly is just my day to day. So I don't put any thought into what I'm going to post. I don't plan it the day before. I don't use feed planners or anything. I've tried to in the past and it's honestly just not my personality when it comes to being an influencer. Like it almost makes it harder for me. So I just go about it super naturally and it kind of fits right in with my daily life of running day. So I'm kind of just sharing all of that. And as far as the kids go, 
I mean, moms just know how to figure it out. Like moms, I swear, can do anything. And it really is so empowering. Like at the end of the day being like, holy crap, like (laughs) I did so much today. I think like we underestimate how much we're capable of. And I don't know, I really like to push myself and yeah, so I just kind of figure it out, I guess. I know you just like figure it out as you go. Like nobody has it all figured out and we're all just like going day by day. Totally. You just figure it out and like trial and error. And me and my assistant will try different things with my schedule. Like now we're in a good place where I work mostly on Mondays and Wednesdays and have like dedicated days with the kids. So we've kind of figured that out too. And so how do you stay consistent with all of your content? Because I feel like you are so active on feed, on stories, and you're always posting. I mean, lately, since I'm pregnant, I've early pregnancy is like a roller coaster for me. I'm always like sad one day, happy one day, like in between the next day. So it's been a roller coaster lately. So I actually have been super inconsistent as of late, but I find that just being like open and honest on there, like whether I'm having a bad day or whatever's going on, I just share what's happening. So that part's easy to be consistent with. It's mostly the feed and like taking pictures that I totally forget about. Like, I think I've only posted two pictures in the last like three weeks in feed just because I, I totally forget when I get super busy or I'm just like all over the place, like with my headspace, you know? I know. I think I forget too. And it's easier to post on stories. And I'm like, at least if I'm posting stories, I'm getting something up. Totally. Yeah. Stories are so much easier. And honestly, I forget to check people's feed anyway. I mostly am on stories. So I think that's also a reason is just because that's what I consume myself. Yeah. Same. When I open up my Instagram feed, I watch stories first. And then when I've seen enough of stories that I want to see, then that's when I start scrolling in the feed. Yeah, exactly. And because I watch so much TikTok now too, I'm just like naturally on Instagram less. Same. I love TikTok. So how do you shoot your feed content when you take pictures for your feed? Are you using iPhone, camera? My husband takes any more like professional pictures. He's not a professional photographer, but he was like, such a trooper in the beginning and just kind of figured it out. He would shadow photographers, watch YouTube videos, take courses, and he's gotten really good at photography actually. So he takes all of my professional pictures, a lot of stuff for our company day as well. And then any iPhone pictures I just take or he'll take for me. And what iPhone do you have? I, oh gosh, I don't even know. Whatever one has three lenses. <laughs> yeah, it's probably the, the 12, like the, maybe the last one, unless probably. you got the newest one. And do you have any favorite apps that you like to use to edit your photos? I mean, the OG Tezza app, I just, I love it. It's like the only one I use. I know, it's such a good one. And then you said for your feed, you don't plan your feed. So there's like no planning apps that you use. I use planning apps mostly for day. I love to see like what things are going to look like for upcoming launches, but no, not for my personal feed. Do you feel like, is there a reason why you don't? Because I think what I love about your content is that your content is so engaging. And you just said you have only posted on your feed a few times in the last few weeks, but I didn't even notice that since I see you so actively all the time. So I'm not even really thinking about it, but I always think that your content is so engaging. So do you feel like it's better for you to not plan it? Oh, for sure. Like anytime I plan it, I just overthink it. And I've tried to do that. Like I said, like come up with like, okay, on Mondays, I'm going to do this series and I'll have this template for my workouts. And I don't know, like anytime I try to make it into like a thing, 
it just like doesn't work. I never stick with it. I overthink it. And then I stress myself out and don't have enough energy to do organic content that actually does well. So I don't know. At the end of the day, I also, the people I enjoy following most are just super chill. They're just kind of, you know, posting about their day, whatever thoughts come to mind. So again, I think we naturally kind of do also what we like to consume ourselves. Yeah, definitely. Are, do you have any like favorite accounts from Instagram that you want to share? Or that come to I mind? I love, yeah, I love following Leah P. Bradley. That's her handle. I don't know if you guys know her, but she's a really cute mom in um, Southern California. But anyone who inspires me to live like a very intentional life and be intentional with my time, money, things I'm consuming, ways I'm parenting, anyone who kind of has that influence on me, those are usually the accounts I follow most. I love that because I think we are influencers, but sometimes we forget that we are influenced by our peers too. And like, like I want to follow people who influence me in some way. Totally. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I can be so easily influenced. Like I just bought a toothbrush from an infomercial, like before the infomercial was even over. I am <laughs> that I definitely get, <laughs> I get influenced very easy. Okay, I want to take a quick break to tell you about a trend that I'm loving this spring and it's all about pastels. And I know if you guys have followed me for a long time, you're probably like, Mariana, you only wear neutrals. Like, what is this talk of pastels? But I'm actually loving this color for spring. I've been trying to sprinkle in a little bit more color into my wardrobe and I love pastels because it feels like it still goes with my neutral palette, but it's a way to like add a little pop of something extra. So at Macy's, they've got everything from lilac jelly slides to soft sage colored handbags. Macy's has pastel pieces that you can easily incorporate into your spring wardrobe. You guys can find it at macy's.com slash own your style. And I want to share with you guys a few of my favorite things you guys can get from the site right now. There's this picture that I posted on Instagram like years ago and I'm wearing this pale blue suit and I love it. And everyone always is like, where is this from? And I have no idea, but I finally found a similar product. It is the bar three textured crepe single button blazer. It comes in this pale blue color and I immediately need to order this. And they have such great coach bags. There's this leather camera bag. It comes in pale pistachio, which I love this pistachio color for spring as well. And I definitely like want to sprinkle this light shade of green into my wardrobe. And I'm also loving all of these jelly shoes because it feels like my youth all over again. This pair from Steve Madden is under $50. It comes in lilac, blue, pink, and I just love clear shoes. But if you need some more tips, connect with a Macy's personal stylist one-on-one in-store or chat from the comfort of your own home. Either way, the appointment is free. You guys can head to macy's.com slash personal stylist to book your appointment today. Again, that's macy's.com slash personal stylist. Now let's get back to the episode. Okay, so you were talking about like content doing well. What do you think makes like a piece of your content so engaging? Like, do you have something in your mind? You're like, if I post this thing, I know it's going to do really well. Gosh, honestly, no, not anymore. I feel like Instagram used to be so predictable. And now I'm always so surprised, like what does well. Q&As do really well. I think anything where people are engaging or kind of following along and like following along with some sort of storyline, whether that be like a home build progress or, you know, anything where there's like progress and something to follow along with. But it is so hard to figure out like exactly what is going to do best. Today I was doing a day in the life and those do always do well again, because I think it's like you're following along with someone. So you think to check back throughout the day. Yeah. I love that. That's really good advice. And I love a progress thing. Like even I feel like with you, when you were going through like all of your workouts and showing your workouts that you do in the morning, I love to see like the progress of that. And then now it's like the baby progress. And like, I want to follow along with your pregnancy. And so 
I definitely, it's like such a funny thing, even if it's like a small thing that you're doing throughout the day or like a bigger life moment, those are great things. It's like a series that you want to check in on. It's like your favorite show. Totally. Exactly. Yeah. So if somebody wants to create more engaging content and they're like, oh, the Instagram algorithm is working against me. Do you have any tips for something they could do? I mean, I love following on TikTok where they'll really get me. I saw this woman who she's decorating her house like a life-size gingerbread house. And each TikTok she does is like her creating another part of the gingerbread house. So it's like all DIY stuff. And I don't know, it's like fun and creative to watch. So you kind of have to like follow her and stick around for all the different things she's making and to see the final reveal. So if you're creative, I would say like find some type of project that is not only fun for you, but going to be really fun for people to follow along with. Or if your talent is like in beauty, maybe get creative and do like a series on like recreating makeup looks or anything that's like useful information or super fun and addicting to watch is obviously going to be high engagement. Yeah, definitely. And I love that you just did that recently too. It was like with the Met Gala and you were like redoing like hair and makeup looks. And so it was like something to like look forward to of like, how could I actually do this myself? Which kind of goes back to like your initial type of content when you first started out as an influencer. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of how mine started. And one thing I've also realized over the years is like, if you are going to start a series, like I said, I was going to do a Met Gala look every day of the week. I needed to film them before I even announced that because I have so many times announced a series and then done it twice and like not followed through. So I think follow through is so, so important. So people can like really trust that you're actually going to follow through with these series and like they can trust that if they like come back every Sunday, there's going to be a video because it can be so easy to overcommit to, to, you know, (laughs) things like that. I do it all the time. Same. I always have these like really big goals and aspirations of things that I want to do. And I hope that I'm going to do them. And then the reality of just like life and having other businesses and things come up and then I never get around to it. And then I feel bad, but my intentions were there to do it. Yeah. (laughs) I I still do it all the time, honestly. Yeah. Cause like you really believe you're going to do it. And I mean, it's so easy to fall out of the habit. So yeah, if you can't even just film like half of a series before you announce it, I think that'll also like encourage you to finish. One of the things that you've been doing recently too online, and I, you've been online for so long, I feel like you've gotten more comfortable just sharing more online. Like I feel like you are more open on stories. You're telling more about like your personal life and like your feelings on things. Was there a point where you were like, you know what? I'm just going to say how I feel. I'm just going to be more open or like, was it even like a thought process for you? I'm a super open book, like very TMI type of person. So if anything, I more so have to like remember to hold back on what I'm saying. But yeah, I mean, there was a point for a few years there where I wasn't super open because I think I, I don't know if it came from like insecurity or what, but you know, when you'll say something and someone's always going to get offended. And I just felt like I was constantly having to give like, 10 disclaimers like, oh, I'm having a bad day, but I'm so grateful for everything. And da 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 da. Like, I almost felt like I didn't deserve to ever say, like, oh, I'm having a bad day. Cause I knew I would get a DM, like, oh, well, you're so fortunate, blah, blah, blah. And then I'd overthink it, delete it. Like, you know what I mean? So I kind of went through that for a few years. I'm like, it's just easier not to share anything. 
And then I don't know if confidence build or just getting older, but I guess I just don't worry about offending people now or like oversharing because I think it's super important for people to see bad days. And I think it helps us all accept our bad days more if we see other people having them. And I don't know, I just think it's important to like have those conversations. Yeah, I think so too. And I think it shows like, you know, we're all human. Everybody's going through things and then people relate with you so much more because they're like, oh, because it's like so easy, I think, to see like an influencer's life and see like beautiful content and be like, their life is so perfect. And it's like, no, I've got bad days too. I've got hard day, hard things going on too. And I totally feel you on like the disclaimer thing of like, you know, not being able to validate your feelings because you don't want to sound like ungrateful or something. And so that's something I even catch myself doing too. And I should be more confident and like unapologetic and being able to say how I feel. But I, I just feel like I even have like a really hard time doing it. I know it is really hard because you don't want to come across, you know, negative or like you're ungrateful. But I think what I realized is the more I hear people talk about it, they just become like more human to me, like you said, where they do feel more like a friend and you empathize with them. and. I don't know. So I almost feel like it kind of breaks down those barriers of like following this influencer for more like idolizing their lifestyle versus like, oh, I feel like I'm friends with them now. And like, I love that feeling. I don't want people to like, look at me as like, I don't know, unreachable or whatever. I want to be reachable and like, feel like a friend to them. I love that. And you've been doing this for so long. And I feel like what you do so amazing. It's like, I know I'm going to come to you and have really beautiful, creative content. And especially what you do with day, I feel like you guys just have the most beautiful shoots. I like, I was sad that you guys didn't do a fall trip this year. Cause I like look forward to your fall content. <laughs> and like, there was one a few years ago and you guys had this like swing in like the middle of like nowhere. And I was like, this is so stunning. So how do you stay creative when you've been creating content for so long? So staying creative, it can be really hard, especially after 12 years. Like you, I don't know if you get burnout, but my life is just so different than when I started. So I have kids in school now. And I mean, I'm pregnant with my fourth and have two businesses. So my life is just much different than when I started. And most of my creative energy does, like I said, go to my business day. So I feel like my space has kind of evolved from like being super creative and maybe more not editorial, but more like aesthetic, I guess. I post a lot of information like books, things I find inspiring, articles I love, day in the life. It's more like seeing what your friend is up to content versus like super creative. Does that make sense? Like it just, it's kind of evolved with my life as my life has evolved. Yeah. I feel like we have that flexibility to like change things. And I feel like there was a time where the world of like bloggers, everyone was becoming like very polished and the pictures were all really beautiful. And it was almost becoming like magazine-y. And then now we've switched to be like more personal again, almost like we were in the beginning. And I feel like that's what makes people stay engaged with you. Because if they wanted a magazine, they would read a magazine. Yeah. There's plenty of content out there on Pinterest and there's plenty of polished content. And I think that's what's so fun about TikTok too, is it's also going back to like the early 2000s when we started blogs and it was like totally not refined and you really saw people's personality. I want to take a quick break to tell you about some vitamins that I take. So vitamins are really important because 
even though I try to eat really healthy and I try to get all of the nutrients that I need from all of my foods, there's just like gaps in what I'm eating that I really need to make sure I'm putting into my body. So that's why I take daily vitamins and you guys should be doing them too. The one that I take is from Parallel. They've got this women's daily vitamin trio and I love that it's a trio because it's got three of the things that I just need to take every day and they take a lot of the guesswork out of it because I know you guys are always asking me like, what do I take? How much do I take? And it's really confusing to know what we should be taking. So in their daily packet, you get a multivitamin. It's got a full spectrum nutrition, immunity, stress support, immunity, plus nutrients to support a normal thyroid function. You'll also get an omega and also a beauty blend capsule. It's made of biotin and collagen and that supports your hair, skin, and nail health. And if you don't know about Parallel, they are the only OBGYN founded vitamin for women. And it's formulated by a team of leading women's health doctors, including OBGYNs, endocrinologists, and naturopathic doctors. And I was telling you how each packet has a beauty blend capsule. It's got biotin and collagen in there. But do you know if you take too much biotin, it can actually throw off your lab results and lead to misdiagnosed thyroid issues. So that's why Parallel only uses 30 micrograms, which is also the recommended dietary allowance by the Food and Nutrition Board. So this is so easy to take. You guys have everything you need in the Women's Daily Vitamin Trio from Parallel and exclusively for Life with Mariana listeners. Parallel is offering 15% off your first three months of Parallel with code Mariana15. Head to parallel.co. That's P-E-R-E-L-E-L.co. And if you don't love it, you can cancel at any time. And there's a 30 day money back guarantee. Again, that's Mariana 15 at parallel.co. Do you have any boundaries or rules about what you share or not share? I try to run everything through the lens of like my kids being teenagers. Like, would they be embarrassed to read this? That's a really good gut check. Yeah. Like I try, I'm like, is this something that would be like empowering for them to read or embarrassing or like, how would they perceive this? So yeah, I try to kind of run everything through that lens before I post it. So there's so many new and aspiring bloggers and influencers now. Do you have any advice for somebody just starting out? I'd say really stay true to yourself. It's so easy to get inspired by other people's style and like popular aesthetics. Like I especially get very influenced by like whatever popular aesthetic is out there, but I do try to always think like, is this me? Like, why am I buying this? Why am I posting this? And I think your authenticity and like your unique style is everything. Like that's your moat around your castle that no one can take. So definitely stay true to yourself, which I know is so cliche. But I know <laughs> it's so hard to do too, because I think you see trends happening on Instagram and then everybody wants to hop on a certain trend. But then I think, well, there's already somebody else doing it. So they would just follow that person instead. Yeah, exactly. So you have to be unique and you have to have your, your point of view. So use your voice and like show people what your unique point of view is. Okay. So now I want to get into family because I feel like family is so much of your content. So Mm -hmm. what's been harder zero to one kid, one to two or two to three? Definitely one to two. Um, Atticus and Rosie are super close. They're 17 months apart. So it was just a lot. And we were living in New York City at the time. So I just remember like both of them crying in the double stroller downtown and having to get all the way uptown and just being like panic mode. Like, (laughs) I don't know what I'm going to do. It's rush hour. The subway is full. So I don't know. I just remember that being like a super stressful time in life. So definitely that. Oh my gosh. I remember when you guys were in New York and it just seems so funny now because I think you guys went back, you and Rosie went back recently. Does she remember it at all? She, no, she doesn't. She was born there. And then I think we moved when she was only a few months. I always tell her about the day she was born and let fall leave. So 
I feel like she's almost created memories based off of me explaining it to her. And so she loved going. That's so sweet. So now with number four on the way, what do you wish you knew before becoming a mom? I mean, this is maybe a a dumb thing to think of, but the first thing that came to my mind was when I had Atticus, I came home from the hospital and obviously still like pregnant, but somehow I did not know, had never seen anyone give birth, had never seen anyone come home from the hospital. No one really shared that type of content online at the time. So I genuinely thought like there is something wrong with me. I was like trying to hide my stomach from even like family members. (laughs) Like it was insane. I just remember thinking like, this is not normal. So I wish I would have known like the whole process of like how your body evolves and what you look like, what you feel like when you come home. And it's totally normal to look like a baby is still in there. I think like knowing all of that really prepares you and you can really enjoy those first days. And you're not in such a shock of like, wait, what's happening to me? Is this normal? So I love that people are really open about that on social media now. I love that too, because I feel like I learned so much from other people, especially on TikTok too. Like I'll see things that happen. I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know that this was a thing. And why did nobody ever tell me this before? But I feel really well informed. Yeah, it's so nice to be well informed because you feel prepared and you can just enjoy the whole experience. So how are you balancing three kids, one on the way, three businesses, being an influencer, you've got Day and Barefoot Blonde and also just trying to take care of yourself? I mean, it definitely is not easy some days. And then other days it feels like a breeze. So it's always up and down. It totally depends. But my husband is stay at home dad. He's amazing. He goes like above and beyond with the kids. He's so incredible. So truly could not do it without him. He helps me so much with the kids. And then as far as our company is like, I really, we have such great teams. Our team at day is slowly, but surely building. We were just three people up until like a few months ago. So we've been building that team out. And yeah, I mean, we just have help. Like we got to a point where we were like, we need a nanny or we need a housekeeper. So we got a housekeeper and that has also obviously been really, really amazing because she's basically family now. She comes a couple times a week and helps us with the house and with laundry, really whatever needs to be done. And that just allows us to spend more time with the kids, be more intentional about our time with them. So somehow we just figure it out. And I love the way that you parent too, because I love that you let them be kids. And I've seen them like, whether you guys are doing pottery or painting or baking or cooking, and you're not, you're like giving them freedom to like be themselves. So when it comes to parenting, do you have any advice for new moms? I think whatever comes naturally is so important to like really run with that because we have such good intuition as moms and we know our kids best and all kids are so different. So I love to read parenting books, but I would say I only take like 10% from each parenting book. I just read it for what it is and then think like, how could, like, does this actually apply to our lives? And like, does this fit for my kids' personalities? So I love like taking in knowledge, but realizing like, I am the best mom for my kids. So I think whatever comes naturally, just really lean into that. And now I want to get into one of your other babies, which is Day, the hair brand, which is amazing. If you guys haven't shopped it yet, it's available at Sephora. We are Sephora sisters. There are so many great products there. I love the packaging. I love the scents. I love the smell. I love the photography and the products and the colors. It's all so good. So first of all, congratulations, because I know that starting a brand is very difficult. 
Yes, very difficult. So much hard work. It's so much hard work. So what is the scariest part of launching your own brand? My husband and I both, we definitely do not get scared of taking risks. So the scariest part, ironically, is more like the thought of like having to build a team and do things that are a little bit out of my comfort zone. I'm a major, major introvert. So anything where I have to be with people is not my strong suit. So the thought of building a team was really scary to me. Thankfully, we found like really amazing people. But those are the kind of things that stress me out. It's not even necessarily like the thought of failing or losing money. Like those things don't really scare me as much, um, if at all. But yeah, building a team is hard. Yeah, it's definitely really difficult. And I feel like there's so much that goes on behind the scenes that people don't see. What's something that you do in your life as a business owner that people don't realize that you work on? This is probably true for you too. Like it's really hard to, even if we wanted to show on our Instagram, like a true day in the life, it's impossible to, because you know, you're answering so many emails here and there, like jotting down quick ideas or doing endless zoom calls. And it's all those little things that I think really make a successful business person, because those are the things you really have to like find the energy within to like get through. It's all the mundane things, but they're also the hardest to share. So I don't think people realize like how often I'm on calls or answering emails or just doing like a lot of the not fun things. Cause I mostly only share the fun parts. I know it's like, cause I think about it too. And I'm like, these things are not even exciting that I'm talking about, or I just can't even share it anyway. And so people are like, oh, post more behind the scenes. And I'm like, well, the fun stuff are like the shoot days or like a launch day. And then the other stuff is just really not that exciting, but it's like, we have to do it. And I think as a founder, because we don't have a specific title, you kind of do any and everything. So like from the very small, tiny things to the really big decisions, it's all on you. And it's like, since it's your business, it's something that you are involved in. So I just think it's like a really different type of role. Yeah. And especially in the beginning, you're really doing everything. And so, and like, as a mom too, I, I work really late night sometimes. Like if I can't work during the day, I'll work from like, I don't know, like seven to midnight or sometimes I'm emailing people like 3am. So I just kind of like do things when I can. And I don't think people would assume that, I guess. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think people don't realize like the work that goes on behind the scenes. And so also in like influencer life, people see like the pretty pictures and the stories, but is there anything that you're doing as far as like content creation or posting that people don't see online? I mean, honestly, if I could share more about the behind the scenes, I would, but I worry what that would make me look like for brands and how that would affect me getting future jobs. But there definitely is, Oh my gosh. Like I was literally like bawling the other week because this campaign I'm shooting, like it just is not working. (laughs) And I think sometimes brands are so hard to work with, like unnecessarily hard to work with. And there's so many legal things or you'll have to reshoot and say one different word or just so many random things. And that really stresses me out. I get so much anxiety about that. But those are the types of things I don't, I wish I could be like, oh, this brand is being like, and tell my followers everything as if we really are best friends. But obviously I can't for (laughs) reasons. (laughs) I know it's really hard to be on like, it's like 
weird now because I think we're on the influencer and we're on the brand side. So it's like you understand where the brand's coming from, but then it's also difficult to have a brief that's like so specific and like reshoots. I think I saw when you posted on stories and you were like so frustrated shooting something and it's like we've all been there. Yeah, it really can get to me when brands are so specific. That's why like, especially with day when we work with influencers, I try to be so easy because it's so refreshing when you work with a brand who's just like, like I just did a campaign with Pinterest and they were like, you come up with the idea, you come up with the concept, no need to have it approved. Like it was so refreshing because I haven't had that in so long. I know. I, I definitely feel you. It's, it's like such a hard balance of like having your like own marketing goals tied with like giving an influencer creative freedom. But I do feel like being brand founders now does make us better influencers. I think so too. Yeah. And better founders. Definitely. Okay. So if someone is trying day for the first time, what couple products should they try first? Definitely the shampoo. I feel like shampoo is just a really easy thing to incorporate into your routine. I'm obsessed with our shampoo. And then probably our monsoon mask. I love our monsoon mask so much. It's a really hydrating, moisturizing mask. And those are just really like everyone needs those. So definitely those. Okay. And they are available on your site and in Sephora? Uh-huh. Yep. Oh, amazing. And what was it like the first time when you saw Day at Sephora? Oh my gosh. I mean, it really is like pinch me, especially because it was like right after COVID, like once their stores finally opened, we were supposed to launch in store like during COVID, but then of course they closed. So even the fact that like we made it through COVID, I'm like, and we're in Sephora, like this is incredible. I know it's amazing. I, the first time we went in there, I cried. We were, didn't even have product in the store. It was just like our picture. So we were sold out. And like, it was just such a surreal feeling to see. Cause I think what we do so much, everything is digital. So it's so nice to see something tangible and like a physical place where like people can come by it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You feel so proud. And then like being with my kids and having them be like, oh my gosh, that's you. That's day. Oh, <laughs> Cause they like that. helped me with the whole process. They, they know like everything I do with day. So it was really fun to see their reaction too. Well, I want to finish up with a few last questions about yourself and your self-care routine, because I feel like you do a really good job. You wake up extra early in the morning to fit in like time for yourself, right? Yeah, I, I sort of just have to, honestly, otherwise I won't have time to work out. And it's super important to me to work out mostly for mental health reasons. And then, so what time are you waking up and going to bed? Cause if you're waking up to work out in the morning and then you're staying up late to work. I mean, the days I stay up later, I'm like easier on myself. Like I definitely go into it thinking like, okay, I'm I'll work out like later in the afternoon or I'll try to fit in time. So I usually only stay up late if my next day is super flexible, but like on days where my days are super busy, I make sure I go to bed early, usually like 10 o'clock I'm in bed. And then I usually wake up. I mean, it's different every day, honestly, like sometimes it's at five, sometimes it's at five 30, sometimes it's at six 30, but as long as I can get up before the kids are up, um, or before they go to school, I usually can sneak in a good workout. Ooh, perfect. Anything else in your morning routine you like to do workout. And I love just stepping outside barefoot and like watching the sunrise. It's basically like a meditation to me almost. And so I love doing that. And those are really the only things I do. And I just try to spend quality time with my kids before they go off to school. I love that. Okay. Last question is, do you have any words you live by or a favorite quote or motto? I try to live my life trying to find intention in everything I do. So 
whether that be like parenting or if I have like 30 minutes, like lighting a candle and reading a book, I try to just be intentional about my time and everything. So maybe that's like more of a a word than like a phrase, but yeah. I love that. Well, where can everyone follow you and buy day? So you can buy day on dayhair.com and sephora.com. And then that tag is day hair. And then mine is Amber filler up. Amazing. Thank you, Amber. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening and be sure to subscribe to my podcast and rate and review because it would mean so much to me and follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what episodes are coming up next.